Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he is Michael Lombardi. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a nice weekend and a nice Sunday. You know what's interesting? <sighs> we were just talking to our boy, yeah. Mr. John Doss, who. I mean, that's that's a voice for broadcast. Like my, my even my mother no says, doubt. why would you get into broadcast? You have a terrible voice. That dude has a great voice. Oh. Uh, but one thing one thing that stood out to me. Uh, sorry, mom. You didn't. She didn't say it disrespectfully. One thing that stood out to me. You know, one you have such an affinity for Cleveland. We'll start there and then we'll get into what we think about the Cleveland. You see plus 375 in division. The Ravens plus 145, your favorites. The Bengals plus 175. But I always notice whenever we talk Cleveland, you kind of light up. There is. You have there, there's there's a, a, a sentimentality there associated with the city. Well, I, I love the city. Two of my sons were born there. It's a great, vibrant football town. Went to three conference championship games, went to playoff games when I was there. I learned a lot of football working for Marty Schottenheimer uh, and then working with Bill Belichick and starting really with Belichick in 91, which has then manifested itself to become the Patriot way, which really kind of started out as the Brown way, even though Art Modell didn't realize it. So, you know. I love it. I went back in 13, probably not the right situation for me, but it really allowed me to get back to with Bill again and win two more Super Bowls. So I have nothing but great respect for the town. I love the fans. They're really passionate. Uh, and I think ultimately they, they want so much to be a winning franchise. They want to get to that Super Bowl. And the fan base is incredible, and it's all over the country. When we started with John, I asked him about – that win total with the Deshaun Watson news going to 11 games, dropping from nine and a half down to eight and a half. And I said, was it an overreaction? He said, absolutely not. So he's cautious about this team. Are you with him? Yeah, I'm very much with him because I, I don't think you can, you know, John put it in the category of, well, they're just going to run the ball, play good defense and win. And, you know, and they're obviously he loves the kicker, which is, tr which fits into that model, right? You run, play good defense, make these kicks. But, you know, if you don't play well in the red zone and if you kind of have a bad day defensively and you've got to play catch up, then all of a sudden Brissett could fall apart. To me, he he was saying they need to go after Jimmy, but he didn't say they were going to go after Jimmy. Like the, he knows they need to upgrade <laughs> the position. Now, understanding that, you know, last night was, you know, is Jacoby Brissett's work. But I mean, we've seen it. Like, I don't know where the confidence comes watching the tape of Brissett to lead you to think that he's going to be able to uh, uh, handle this team for 12 weeks. Plus, as I've said many times before, when Deshaun does come back, I mean, he's not going to be high speed ready to go. You must know Jacoby well. Great guy. But the numbers. I do. Tremendous. Just, Love him. The production just isn't there. He just doesn't have that ability, like a lot of college kids that come from the RPO system, to be able to anticipate and make throws. Now, you hide that and mask that in play action. So, you know, you separate the defense. Play action allows the defense to separate. The linebackers draw in. 
and there's this giant hole, and you can throw the ball into the hole. But when you can't operate in a play-action scheme, when the opponent knows you have to throw it, third and seven, you you know, like Al Davis used to get so mad on third and seven, you'd be in shotgun, and they fake a handoff. Like, why are they doing that? That Nobody's going to respect that handoff. Like, they're just dropping. And you'll see it happen, but defenses don't react to a third and seven fake. They react to a first and ten fake. So if he doesn't have that ability to see and anticipate, it creeps up on him. And then you add the fact that when you attack the Browns' defense a certain way, you can move the ball on them. They're not a shutdown defense. I think he's probably higher on their defense than I am. Yeah, we've got a Browns betting profile, Stephen. We'll go ahead and throw that up. Jagobi Brissett, as far as his career, Michael, 37 starts. He's a 60% completion guy. That's what he is. He's 36 touchdowns, 17 picks. 83 passer rating. He's a nice backup. That's exactly what he is. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I think, to me, you're risking a lot here. And, uh, you know, John mentioned financially how it would be hard for them. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is willing to do a deal. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is willing to take less money. I don't think that's a financial thing. However, that being said, it would be, the to me, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo's agent, and I have a chance to go to Seattle or to Cleveland for a year to kind of get my career back on track, I'm going to Cleveland. Good defense, great run game, playoff potential. I take them into the playoffs. Somebody's going to sign me. I go to Seattle and we don't win. Where am I going next year? Okay, so again, you can see off the board as far as the win total with the Browns at BetMGM. You can catch the 8.5 over at DraftKings if you do want to bet on the season win total for the Browns. Uh, by the way, Super Bowl odds over at DraftKings have jumped all the way up to 50-1 to 1 over at DraftKings, 30-1, to 1, so a shorter price there uh, at BetMGM. Stefanski, you know, he said he's tight-lipped. He has been – it's interesting. You don't hear a lot from him, and when you hear him speak, it's very measured. How has he handled this kind of tumultuous offseason? Well, I think he's probably handled the best he possibly can with the unknown. I mean, he's dealing with so many unknowns. Yes, they knew Deshaun was going to get suspended. You know, yes, they knew the, the civil suits. Yes, they knew the test. I mean, they knew all the things that everybody thinks they didn't know. They knew, but I think they didn't prepare. I think they've convinced themselves in Brissette. You know, they convince themselves in doing this. And I think to me, sometimes you, when you want something to happen, you, pretend, you think it's going to happen when, when there's evidence to say it has never happened. I mean, it has never happened that Percet has been a starting NFL quarterback for a 10-game period of being successful. There's just no evidence on pro tape. It's like the same conversation we had about Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's tape as a pro has always been better than Sam Darnold. So it's an easier decision because the pro tape's better. All right, give me the dirt. Garoppolo's going to get cut. They're not going to have a $26 million insurance policy. He's going to get cut. No, they're not. We're sitting here, right, we're sitting here August 28th. Michael Lombardi, your best guess. Where does he end up? Seattle. Seattle's the only player. I mean, Cleveland has no interest. Pittsburgh has no interest. And Houston has no interest. So, like, there's only one job available, and Geno's going to hold the fort down until they get there. I mean, look, I, I feel bad that Drew Locke got, got COVID. Understandably, he comes in, throws three interceptions in the game. Not all his fault, but he wasn't – I mean, that wasn't fair to him to play in that game either because of coming off the COVID, which I think is a lot harder for than players think. But I think the only place Jimmy can go is Seattle. Hmm. That was pretty definitive on your part, my man. You said Seattle pretty quickly. Jimmy G to Seattle. Well, I think it's – yeah, and I think – look, the only reason they're holding on to him, as I said on my podcast, the only reason they're holding on to him is they, they want to make it harder on Seattle. Try to get something out of him? Sure. No, no, not, not allow him to come back and play so quickly. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. If, they, if they give him two or three weeks to get ready, he can come in and play. You know Kyle Shanahan. As a matter of fact, you talked about when you interviewed Kyle Shanahan when you were in Cleveland, you said maybe that's the guy we should have hired at head coach. So you have a ton of respect no for Kyle Shanahan. If you and I no were doubt. hanging out with Kyle Shanahan, having a couple of beers with Jick Jack down in the bayou, and you said, hey, Kyle, you have a choice right now. I'm not going to tell anybody. You want Kyle, you want Trey to start week one. What's he going to tell you? Oh, I, I think he would say I want Jimmy. 
I think he would say, in the cone of silence, he would say Jimmy. I mean, he knows Trey Lance isn't ready. And I think what Jordan Schultz said yesterday on this program is exactly right. He's got an offense in mind to minimize the quarterback. It's going to be a lot of movement. It's going to be a lot of running. I think you're going to see the quarterback run the ball. I think the single wing will be in play in San Francisco. I think Kyle knows defense, kicking game, run game are going to be his keys to winning. If he has to throw it 30 times, he's not going to win the game. He's not going to win that. So he's got to run it. He's going to go back to the RG3. If I were the Chicago Bears, and they're not doing this because Eberflus runs his scheme, he doesn't care about anything else, I would be watching Washington tape with RG3 because I think that's what you're going to get. You know what's fascinating? If you're Jimmy G, and look, my, I assume Jimmy G's living a pretty good life, but can you imagine sitting there right now thinking, all right, so I took this team to the Super Bowl, right? Couple NFC championship games. 133 games. games. <laughs> 133 games. He's like that gif of Will Smith standing in the house looking around. It's completely empty. It's like, where'd everybody go? Like, what am I doing? I should be starting yeah. for this team. No doubt. I mean, and look, they, you know, they wanted to get better. That, that was their goal. And it started after the Super Bowl. And it started with Brady. It started with, you know, should we go? And it's Kyle started it because Kyle was all in on going after Brady. It was the other folks that weren't. And so then they started. And look, if he has Mac Jones on this team, I think they're a Super Bowl team. Now, you know, you can argue that. I mean, some people think Trey Lance this year is going to win the MVP. Imagine that. <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. We did, I did hear somebody mention they got Trey Lance as an MVP. I don't know, maybe his ability to run the football. Hey, by the way, speaking of running the football, you know, Malik Willis is a natural runner, and he had a great 50-yard run yesterday. But did you see Titans' Twitter was blowing up? Is Malik Willis QB1 over Tannehill? I mean, the overreaction was wild yesterday for that preseason game. Well, because people grade production. They don't, they, they, they don't grade that he doesn't run the offense. Like, you can't run that offense in the regular season. You know, you can't run that. You can't. Everybody knows it's, he's going to run the ball. Everybody's going to change. You play Malik Willis, you're going to play automatic front coverage. So you're going to line up in a front. You're going to adjust it. You're going to make him have to make an adjustment. You're going to have to make him check. Not going to happen. And then you're going to have to make him read it out. Not going to happen. He's not ready to play. He's a year away from being a year away. So, but the preseason, people that don't know anything about football, they watch him run up and down the field. Oh, he's great. <laughs> we, he should be quarterback number one. Okay, great. You know, he could be he might be quarterback number one at Nebraska, but he ain't gonna be quarterback number one in the NFL. See, I knew I'd get you fired. There's a couple things that'll get you fired up. Malik Willis will get you fired up. Tua's gonna get you fired up. Tight end conversations well, and Hall I think of Fame conversations. This whole conversation about Malik Willis just because he makes a couple plays doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna be ready to play. I mean, Mike Frable's smart. I mean, you're going to open up with the Giants, and you got Don Martindale coming at you with all his automatic fronts and blitzes, and you think he's going to be able to read that out? Good luck. Good luck. Claudia Bellafoto is going to join us next. Nesson, we got a treat for you. We're going to dive back into the Patriots with Claudia, our friend over at Nesson, next here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent Musburger, thank you. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. It's BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring that state of shit ID ready to go within minutes. Okay, go to BetMGM.com. Got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-522-4700 if you have a gambling problem. Okay, Michael Lombardi, time to talk to one of our teammates, Claudia Bellafato, who does a great job over at Nesson, the ultimate betting show. That's Monday through Friday at 5.30. She works with our boy Sammy P over there, as we say good there morning, go. Claudia. Yeah. How are you? Hey, guys, what's going on? Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining. So I'm just going to start here and get right into it. So last year, the books had the Patriots set at nine and a half. This year, it's eight and a half. Do you feel disrespected as a Patriots fan? Unfortunately, I want to come on here and say that's disrespectful. And of course, anytime Bill Belichick is in the equation, the Patriots get respect. But I think eight and a half is too high. They're favored in eight games. You look at those games, including the Colts, Cincinnati, Miami. Those are three games I see them losing. And I see them winning six games. There's six games they should win. And I know that sounds crazy, and maybe that's disrespectful, but I think eight and a half is honestly giving them maybe a little too much respect. So, when you, Claudia, when you look at this, you only see six that they can win, and then you feel like they're going to – that even with the coaching and the ability that they have to play three dimensions, they can't find a way to win three more games? I mean, it's Bill Belichick. But who's calling the plays? Matt Patricia is the <laughs> pseudo offensive coordinator, but I mean, we he's go to made the play his callers. name on the other side of the ball. <laughs> I mean, it's true though, right? And it's, it's sad because Mac Jones has talent. Like I, I saw a lot of good stuff from him last season, but he can't take that next step, which a lot of rookie quarterbacks do in their second year if he doesn't have the pieces around him. So who's calling the plays? The offensive line does not look good. I know preseason is preseason. But if the offensive line is not looking good, he doesn't have any true number one receiver. Like, is Devontae Parker going to be that guy? Probably not. And Jones' preseason numbers, again, it's preseason, but 13 of 21 for just 132. No touchdowns, interception, three sacks. The secondary is getting carved up. Losing J.C. Jackson is going to be huge. So, yes, the coaching to a point, Bill Belichick is always going to, again, get the respect because he's good. But... I don't. I see I see six wins here. And I could be completely wrong and Bill Belichick could come <laughs> out and Full Strange could be MVP. Who knows what could happen with this team, but I see six. That is a statement, Michael Lombardi. Ten wins left. Yeah, Claudia's not going to be able to walk around New England. She's after not this backing down either. She, she, she's not well, backing down from it either. No, I mean, you know, that, I, I mean, think that Syracuse education has got her really right there where it is. I mean, she's coming full force. No B roll needed. I mean, you look at their odds to miss the playoffs, you're going to be laying 200. Their AFC odds, 22 to 1, same as the Browns, only better than the Steelers, Jags, Jets, and Texans. I always say on my show, the numbers tell you a story. The bookmakers are telling you something with these numbers. That shows you right there that I think 8.5 is too high. Lay 200 to miss, I mean, come on. I'm shook, Can't Michael. With you. I'm shook. You yeah. go. I'm shook. I love it. No, I mean, well, right I, now okay. you can find so let's, half, let's six play. wins. Well I, I, love, I, love, I love the numbers. Okay, let's play it forward. Who do you like? I mean, you've looked over the landscape of the National Football League. You're just not 
working on the New England market. You're working in the entire market. Who do you like as an overprop or someone that has good value to get to the playoffs? The Bengals. I mean, you want to talk about respect. 22 to 1 right now. Super Bowl winner. The longest odds to win the Super Bowl of any runner-up since 2009. And I don't know why. Because they have all the pieces. I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. They only got better coming back with all of their weapons, plus an upgraded offensive line. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why they're not getting the respect. I like over on their win total. I honestly would sprinkle them to win the Super Bowl. I don't know why they're not getting the respect from the books here. Interesting. Yeah, the Bengals. We were just talking about the Browns. Where are you on the Browns? Did you think that 9.5 dipped down to 8.5 on the season win total was an over-adjustment by the books, or do you feel 8.5 is about right with the Browns? I think that's about right. I mean, it's going to take them time. Even if Watson was there, it's going to take them time for that offense to gel. I think it's it's the right move. And, and how about any player props? Who do you like for – have you done any player props for MVP in any of those areas? Yeah, I'm big on Justin Herbert. Um, I talk about him all the time on my show. The guys say I have a crush on him. I don't. I just think that his numbers are ridiculous. <laughs> Plus 900, uh, so that's behind. It's okay to have a crush. I have a crush on him, too. I mean, he's really good. He's a good-looking dude, but that's not why. (laughs) He's very talented. Uh, I think that he – I keep saying this is his MVP year. He has all the pieces he needs around him. There's so many – like, you look at the Chiefs, they lost Tyreek Hill. You look at, you know, the Packers, they lost Adams. All the top-tier teams. Even the Bucs seem like sort of a mess right now. You know, Brady not being there for a lot of the preseason – um, he lost Gronk. A ton of guys are hurt. It's like all of his receivers are hurt. It seems like the Chargers are one of the top teams that sort of have all of the pieces they need. And Justin Herbert, his numbers speak for himself. He was right behind Brady last season in passing yards, third in touchdown passes behind only Brady and Stafford. And I think we could see some scoring pass regression with the two of them. They're older. Herbert's young. Like it, it's crazy what Herbert's been able to do with how young he is. So as long as, I mean, he limits his, interceptions because that was really his only issue um i think that 100 percent, especially too it's funny because the it's like the issue which is also the key is the division because it's the toughest division in football so if they win that then i think he runs away with it he's sitting nine to one justin herbert on the board one thing about herbert is when he keeps the lettuce long and then he came back with that buzz cut (laughs) it was just shocking when he had the buzz cut it was shocking michael claudia but when he keeps the lettuce long we're good with it speaking there's a guy that you may know that he just gave a classic quote uh claudia and that is your boy tom brady who came out and was like look dude i'm 45 years old there's a lot of s going on right now Mm -hmm. what is as a patriot fan as a better first off we'll talk about the fandom What's your take on Brady as a Patriot fan now? And then we'll get into the Bucks numbers. Yeah, I actually just watched that video. Um, it's tough because when he left, I was butthurt, of course, and I like bet against them <laughs> in the Super Bowl. And I was like, I don't want to see him win with any other team. That's the Boston in me. But it also makes sense because he didn't feel like he was getting respect here. And I mean, nobody knows truly what went down. And, and I don't think anyone really will until Belichick or him comes out and says, this is what happened. I think we all have an idea of what happened. So, of course, I was upset because I grew up. He he was all I knew. Um, so he was right. Patriots to me. I never thought he was going to leave. So it was a very sad day. But um, it, it keeps things interesting, right? Because it's always like, was it Bill or was it Tom Brady? And then, of course, Tom goes off and wins it all. And now Bill's dealing with some issues over here with the Patriots. But um, Brady's an ageless wonder. I'm sad. I watch the games and 11 I get and a half. every time I watch them. 11 and a half, Claudia, on the Bucks. Where you at? Man, it's high. Um, I mean, it's it's silly to say health matter, like health is the key because, of course, that that's true. But if Godwin's not 100%, you know, if, God forbid, Evans gets hurt, like I said, Gronk's gone now too. And I don't know if Jones is going to do much. Um, if health is a factor, then I, I, could, I would definitely go under. I think 12 is too high. I didn't touch it just because I feel like I keep saying like the vibe. I don't know a, a better word right. to describe it, but it seems like the vibes are a little weird over there. Right. And all these headlines. And, and like you said, with Brady saying he has some stuff going on and not being there in the preseason, it seems like there's uh, I, the roster on paper. Yes. I mean, there's a reason that they're at the top of, you know, on the leaderboards in terms of odds to win it all. But um, I don't know. 11 and a half for, for me is too high. I wouldn't bet the under, wouldn't bet the over. I'm just not going to touch it. 
Two-part question. Have you had a chance to look at week one? And if you have, what's your best week one play? And two, are you a Tua fan in Miami? Okay, so actually I haven't even looked at week one, which is bad on me. I've been like deep diving into ridiculous college football games um, for work. But (laughs) I haven't looked at week one yet. Tua, actually this is an argument that me and um, the guys at work had because – I don't know if I give the Dolphins too much respect. I don't know if I give Tua too much respect, but I that's another team that I went over on their win total. I, I am excited it. to watch them this I season. I knew it. I knew it, Patrick. I knew I, she was yeah, going to no. be a Tua fan. Why? That's why I asked the Tell question. I knew it. Tell I knew. I just no. I could see it. I just felt that. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, no, I, I do like him. I think that we'll see a step up, especially with him having Tyreek. And I know there's a lot of question marks about his accuracy and all of this. I mean he is one of the more accurate quarterbacks. His numbers are better than Patrick Mahomes. Now I know Patrick Mahomes throws the deep ball a lot more than Tua, but Tua is one of accuracy wise. His completion percentage is one of the best with the deep ball. He doesn't do it a ton. Maybe having Tyree kill now, I think maybe he will. Um, I don't think we, I feel like we don't know him. Like the league knows Rogers. They know Tom Brady. They know Justin Herbert, but Tua hasn't really been out there. He's not super vocal. So, and I, I mean that some of that has to do with like leadership. Like, is he really the leader of the team? I think skill wise though, I do like to a lot and I'm interested to see what happens with him this, this season. Okay. Claudia Belafato, don't be a stranger, homie. We're on the same network. Nesson, yeah, and you can you. check Appreciate out the ultimate awesome. betting show Monday through Friday at five 30 with Claudia, Sammy P and the crew. Thank you, Claudia. Have a great Sunday. Thank you, Claudia. Appreciate Thanks, you guys. See ya. Thanks. How did you uh, how did you know the the Miami dirt there? From I, I just think Claudia is a vibe. I think she kind of feels it. I mean, look, she's well informed. She's done her homework, and and you know the numbers to it is accurate. The problem is what she said there is he has what I think there's somebody there's a punter that has lo- has more completions over thirty yards than Tua does. Well, Tua is in Miami now. Next stop, Michael Lombardi, Canton. We continue. Right. It is the Lombardi line Thank presented you. by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Alrighty, Brent, the VEASAN Pro Football Guide is out now. This year's guide is packed with Super Bowl playoff predictions, season win total, best bets. Listen, everything's in there. I don't even need the script. I was reading through it earlier today. Yesterday, the college football betting guide, which comes included for 175 bucks through the Super Bowl, you get everything. 50% off right now. Michael Lombardi articles, point spread weekly, the pro football betting guide, the college football betting guide. You got to go to vcin.com slash subscribe because remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a vcin all access subscriber. It's simple to do. It takes a minute. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. You will not regret it. This information is invaluable. I like how we got a, a butt hurt out of Claudia on a Sunday morning. Lombardi <laughs> line. <laughs> that made me, made me laugh for she, some yeah, reason. She, <laughs> yeah, she's got it down. You know, I mean, look, you know, it, it's interesting. I love what she said about Herbert, and we bring Thomas on here in a second. But I, I, we were talking last night at the table about this whole conversation about betting, taking $500. And I know a lot of people don't have $500 or take $5 and spread it around to these MVP candidates. And you've got such good odds you can get your money back and like if you bet if you bet josh allen at seven to one and you bet justin herbert at nine to one and one of them clicks you're making money if you invest five hundred dollars and if you bet lamar jackson at 18 to one you really make money claudia was great very casual lots of fun the ultimate betting show she's a partner she's our homie over at nesson so check out the ultimate betting show okay our other partner is coming on now he is thomas gable and as we say hi to the race and sports book director there at the borgata let's go ahead and throw up a little picture from last night's festivities that as we throw it up you can see hi thomas good morning to you you can see the birthday boy Right there in the forefront, Bill Berman. You can see yeah. Michael Lombardi. He, you have a bib on, I believe, and then there's Thomas An Gable. You, I was, I, you, there's my man, cooking? TG. I was making pizza. I had to make – I mean, the, the guy all the way – the person all the way to the right. I mean, he just shows up. He's the entertainer. He's like the casino greeter, right, Thomas? He comes in. He greets all the guests. He says hello. But I had to do the – I had to made the dough, made the pizza. Uh, Millie made the porchetta. It was outstanding. And so it was a great night. It was good to have Thomas over the house. He doesn't come over enough. No, it was, uh, it was a great time. And uh, 
you know, it's funny because the people who listen to this show and know of Bill Berman, they realize that his birthday is celebrated 365 days a year. <laughs> so uh, it was, it, to me, when the, when the birthday cake came out and Millie brought a nice cake out with the candles for Bill, I was still confused as whether or not it was his actual birthday or if this was just, hey, we're celebrating another birthday because it's a Saturday in the summer. Um, but, no, it turns out it actually is his birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday truly to Bill Berman. Hey, yeah, happy birthday to Bill Berman. I got a text from Thomas. He's like, I'm, I'm in the Matrix right now because I think it's his real birthday, but we say happy birthday to him every single day. Oh, we're going to have another so. cake tonight. I mean, we got this continues tonight. I mean, he's getting homemade lasagna tonight. I mean, literally, Millie spent, like, I think all day Friday just making t- Sam Marzan tomatoes from the farmer's market so he could have lasagna, homemade lasagna. I mean, it's going to be incredible. And that another cake. incredible. That is Millie. Millie's the best. That is incredible. And it looks like a good time had by all. I'm just checking my phone. I did not see an invite, but it's cool, guys. No problem. Thomas Gable joining yeah. us here on the Lamar. No, I'm just playing. I'm just it's playing. tough to go uh, coast to coast in one night there, Patrick. For you. Well, not, when you, not when you have a PJ like me, Thomas Gable, but I digress. Um, okay. You, you just finished up your first weekend of college football. I'm guessing yeah. you did well with Northwestern winning outright. Yeah, we did okay overall, so uh, we could start there with the Northwestern-Nebraska game. Uh, the side, uh, we, we won a little bit on the side there. Uh, it was pretty balanced action, uh, close to 12 and a half, and, uh, you know, obviously Northwestern winning outright was good uh, for the money line there. We did lose a bit on the total, which actually ended up, uh, we ended up red on the game overall. Uh, that total did get pushed up. From uh, from the opener, fifty and a half. So uh, you saw people bang me over, and uh, we did lose on the total. But uh, overall, uh, not too bad on that game. The UConn Utah State game uh, didn't really go in our favor. We uh, we were taking some uh, Connecticut money there early. Uh, the we did make some, some comeback though in the Wyoming Illinois game that went our way, and then of course the uh, the late night game there. With uh, Vandy and Hawaii was um, essentially it didn't end up too too bad. You know we we talked about it yesterday when that spread uh, when you open at six and a half and then it goes up to nine and a half through the seven through eight and so you're kind of exposed there. But with the blowout win uh, that was sort of a moot point and uh, we ended up okay overall in that game. So uh, not too bad of a start for college football. It was nice to kind of dip the toes in the water yesterday for the betters and. Uh, as we head into a, what's going to be a very, very busy week one for college football, a lot of games on the slate in the coming week. Thomas, Utah State, I think they gave up to UConn eight yards per play. Their next opponent's Alabama. What's that line? Uh, let me go into that. So, yeah, that's a that's going to be uh, very <laughs> high. I think it's a 30. It's well into the 30s. Let me pull that game up now. Well, it's interesting, too, because we knew that Mora got the transfer from what Penn State, the quarterback, uh, but we didn't realize that all of a sudden they were going to turn into the greatest show on turf, the UConn Huskies. That was yeah. wild, Michael, yeah. the way they played. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, 39 I mean, I, 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 and a half is that game. 39 and a half. I think... I- I, 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 on my Sunday pick of the day, I'm taking, I'm going to take Alabama at 39 and a half. I might take it up to 42, but I'm definitely taking it at 39 and a half. <laughs> there we have it officially. Our visa number is 40. So Thomas is giving you a little bit of a, a discount on the price. 62 and a half. I think Alabama might be in a, in a good mood heading into that matchup in Tuscaloosa. Well, um, yeah, I, uh, go ahead, Michael. No, I just think to me, you know, people say, well, they're just not going to Alabama's twos and threes are going to keep playing, you know, and and because college football, you don't have a preseason, you don't have a uh, a, a training camp where you can have uh, group practices against another team. You've got to play your guys. You've got to get them some reps. So they're going to play them. And, and Utah having played, you know, against Connecticut coming back, I mean, the it's just going to be way too much. And I, I just think to me that game's going to get away from them rather quickly. I've got whatever, five. Whatever magical... your, whatever yeah, your first ahead. half total is, I would play that too. Whatever the first got, half total. To... I've got five magical words for your boy, Thomas Gable, Michael Lombardi. Only five preseason games 
no, excuse me, only two preseason games left. Yeah. That is, that is, those are the magic. <laughs> yeah. no, those are the magic words for you as a bookmaker. What do you got on those two tonight? Yeah, so uh, the the Giants and the Jets battle of New York here um, is the early game today. Uh, Jets intend on playing their starters in this one. Aren't quite sure what the Giants are going to do. Uh, they're obviously pretty banged up, but there's still some offensive line spots to settle on for them. Tight end is also a position that needs to be settled for the Giants. They just signed uh, Tanner Hudson, who only has five career NFL receptions, but when you look at the other tight ends on the roster, I mean, there's only, I think, three total receptions for all of them. So still some uh, some things to figure out there for the Giants. Uh, the Jets are laying the four and a half uh, in that game, of course, with uh, them uh, intending to play their starters. Uh, total is 38 in that one. And then the uh, the Lions and the Steelers game, which I think will be somewhat interesting to watch, uh, at least in the beginning here. Uh, Steelers are laying six points. The Lions said they're going to be playing their starters minus Jared Goff. And for the Steelers, uh, Trubisky will be getting a start. He'll give way to Kenny Pickett at some point in the first half. And also, uh, Najee Harris will see his first preseason action. I don't expect to see uh, see him very long, though, on the field. Uh, I think one of the things to watch in this game, especially when Pickett is on the field, is whether the Steelers are really able to push the ball downfield and get some bigger plays, because that's really been lacking for them. And see if Pickett can uh, can do that here in their last preseason game. Great point, TG. I think that's really important. You know, and I think you got to like that Detroit's going to play their guys a little bit. I would get Trubisky in the game, get him out, and I would try to give Pickett as much against the ones of Detroit as I could just to see how he handles the speed of the game, how he reacts, and how he handles the blitzes and what Aaron Glenn decides to do with the Lions defense. So I think that's a great point. I do know this. The Giants are playing their backups. I mean, the Giants are playing all their backups. I don't even think Tyrod Taylor's going to play. I, I think this is going to be Davis uh, uh, Davis uh, the kid from Texas Tech, I think that's going to be his game. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be the, the Jets, especially if you get them in the first half. If you have a total for the first half, I think that's a good play. Trying to hunt down that first half spread Davis for you, Webb. Michael Lombardi. Davis Jets, Webb, uh, it hit me. Yeah. Yeah. Davis Webb. I'm, I'm, I'm trying Jets to. What do you, what do you have to half there, Patrick? Okay, and I'm trying to hunt down that Alabama-Utah State first-half number for Michael Lombardi. The books don't have it posted yet, though, but that is uh, yeah, Michael's no on the first-half first spread, yeah. and he's on, he's on the full game spread up to 40 with Bama laying it against Utah State. Okay, TG, enjoy your Sunday there at the Borgata. Of course, director of the race and sports book at the Borgata, Thomas Gable. He's our partner. Thank you, TG. Thank you, TG. All right, thank, thanks, guys. All right. You know what? we got to get TG a camera because I need to – I just saw the picture. Yeah. I, we need to see him every weekend here Agreed. on the Lombardi Line. Agreed. Let's make that happen. Absolutely. Let's make that happen. We definitely have okay. to do that. I agree, Patrick. So you've got intel on the Giants, Jets, Steelers, and Detroit. Those are the four that are going to play tonight. We'll continue and get Michael's take on those numbers. Also, got a couple of questions about Justin Fields as we continue. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's Visa and Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets, risk-free tokens. I tell you all the time, this is the best reward program in the business. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can use and convert those BetMGM Points dining, shows, hotel rooms. It's awesome. It's betting's premier loyalty program. 21 years or older, if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good news here. One, if you don't know, you can get the best NFL and just in general podcast over at vsin.com slash podcast. That's the GM Shuffle. One half of the GM Shuffle is Femi, who's in studio today after us with James Salinas. And James Salinas is in town, so that's tremendous news. Uh, two greats over there at the South Point Studios as we welcome you back. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. I do want to touch on Fields and the Bears, Michael. Yeah. Go, go ahead and just reassert for betters. You, you, ha- you have a really good grasp on who's playing tonight, Jets, Giants, Detroit, and Pittsburgh. Go ahead and lay that out for us. Well, it's a little bit like what we saw in Miami. I mean, Miami decided to not play their guys. Uh, Miami decided to play their guys, and Hill went on the field, and the Eagles played nobody. And so this game, I think, because of the Giants' concerns about their injury history and what's going on at their camp, I think they're going to play their twos and threes in this game. I don't think that you're going to see Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor. I think you'll see Davis Webb at quarterback. And the Jets are going to take the game seriously. So you got one team taking it serious. you got another team not. Now, you know, I, I think it's pretty much plays. I think Flacco's going to want to get into a rhythm. He's got to handle the blitzes coming from the, the, the Giants and Don Martindale's scheme and all that. But... You know, to me, this is the time that I think the Jets want to kind of get their offense kind of in some form of rhythm. And as I said earlier in the show, they have confidence in Flacco. They think Flacco can come in and execute. They don't see this as going from one to two. They see this from going from maybe 1A to 1A minus or, you know, maybe even 1B to 1A. Or, or maybe even a wash, or maybe even Flacco's better. I mean, come on. It's, we know nothing about Wilson at this point. And well, then Detroit. I, I think. I think Look, if you worked out two players, if you, if you went to the workout and you worked out Flacco and you worked out Zach Wilson, you're going to pick Zach Wilson because of his movement and all those things. But of from course. a standpoint of at the line of scrimmage, you're going into Tennessee. You're going in to play Baltimore with their blitzes in the opening game. Baltimore's coming to the Jets. Flacco's experienced. He knows what to do. I'm not sure Zach Wilson understands completely yet what it takes to be a professional quarterback in the NFL. And how can he? He's had really no mentor to show him. You know, so he's got to – they didn't want an experience. Remember they brought Matt Cavanaugh in last year uh, after Greg Knapp tragically died in that bike accident? You yeah. know, so they bring Matt Cavanaugh in. Well, this year they didn't renew Cavanaugh's deal because they didn't want anybody with experience. Or, they wanted a young guy around them. Okay, that's Robert Salai's idea. I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. But he – Wilson is not ready – to really just look at the first play, the interception he throws. I mean, he's just not detailed enough or understands how to be detailed enough. It's not saying he's not going to get it, but it's a process you have to go through. And the preparation you need to play quarterback in the National Football League goes far beyond the two and a half hours practice that you take to the field. And I think there's other things in Zach Wilson's life that kind of deter that from him. 
I think I think you can do a quick Google search and you can find corroboration with what M Michael Lombardi is saying. By the way, I, Flacco, it didn't end well in Baltimore. I'm always looking for an angle as a better, and I know he's a little bit of a flatliner, but I like a motivated Flacco going up against his old team. I'm, that's, I'm just saying, yeah. as a better, I like I like that angle. Yeah, I think, look, the, the, it's pretty clear that, you know, Flacco, again, like a lot of quarterbacks, is he, was he a top 15 player? Maybe at one time he was. He's a play-action passer. You know, he had a big arm. He made plays, and he won a clutch game. You know, that doesn't make him a Hall of Famer. That doesn't make him a bust either. And I think certain quarterbacks, over time, when they get hit so much, their eye level comes down. They don't throw it down the field as well as they need to. It looks like Flacco's got his eye level back up. Now, we'll see if the Jets can protect him. Dwayne Brown's supposedly going to play today. We'll see. I don't know if that's true. But in the practices against the Giants, I think the Jets' offense feels like they have some rhythm. They need to continue that. The Lombardi line is lucky enough to be broadcast not just on Nesson, but on the Marquee Sports Network up in Chicago in the Midwest, yeah. Michael Lombardi. And I feel like I, in particular, have been disrespectful to the Chicago team. Your boy Justin Fields, second-year quarterback, three first-half touchdowns, 14-16, to 16, 156. They're sitting on the board at DraftKings at 6.5. There seems to be some Bears buzz going on right now. Uh, are you buying it? No, I'm not buying it. But, you know, look, I think it was really important that Justin Fields played well last night. He threw the ball accurately, which is really critical. And they look like their offense when they scored the first three touchdowns against some of the most of the backups for Cleveland. You know, remember when they played Cleveland last year, think about this. They lost 26 to six in Cleveland. And I don't know if people remember, but the Matt Nagy offense that day generated 47 yards. <laughs> they generated one yard passing in that game last year. One yard passing, 46 yard rushing in that 26 to 6 loss. So, you know, that tells you how bad they were at that point of the season. You know, that was coming off after they just beat Cincinnati. Imagine that. They beat yeah, Cincinnati right. in week two. But in week two, they only had 206 yards against Cincinnati. They didn't move the ball against Cincinnati either, but they were fortunate enough to win. They turned Cincinnati over four times in that game. And that's why they won. So, look, I, I, I have a problem with the Chicago defense. Are they going to be fast enough? Are they going to be able to, to, to create the turnovers that Matt Eberflus needs for his team to be successful? He has to have that. Offensively, I worry about their offensive line, as Bear fans do too. I'm worried about them. Can they hold up? Are they going to be able to stay healthy? When you're signing older players like Schoenfeld and other guys to Riley Reef, Riley Reef over there at right tackle, you're worried about them holding up. We shall see if that's the case. Man, Riley Reef still plugging away. He was a Detroit Lion draft pick back in the day. Still getting, still getting minutes in the NFL. Again, six yeah, and a I half. Yeah, I mean, look. Look, look that that this I I again I I am more critical of Ryan Pace than Ryan Poles because right. what Ryan Pace has done to the team, you know, is is going to be challenging whether he can do it. Now we know you know the Bears didn't play all their guys last night either. You know they didn't play the Eddie Jacksons. They didn't play Riley Reef either. You know so. I, I think ultimately you've got to look at the at this at their team and it's a it's it's painfully they're trying to rebuild this offensive line. They played the the kid Borum at right tackle last night, and he held up against the backups of the Jets of the Browns. The Bears are going to host the 49ers to kick off the season there in Chicago, catching seven. It's a fat number at home. Yeah, I, I mean, and look, are the 49ers seven points better offensively than anybody? I don't know about that, you know? I don't know about that. That's Maybe with Jimmy G. Well, yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's going to be hard for the Bears to block this front of the 49ers. That's going to be a challenge. And I think Justin Fields' athleticism is going to have to take center stage in this game. It's interesting that we opened the season with two guys picked in the top 20 of that, of that draft, you know, two quarterbacks picked. So it'll be see which one has developed. I think Fields looks further ahead, clearly. I just don't know who Fields is yet. I, I, I don't know if he's great, if he's good, or if he's going to miss. I, I'm kind of in between. I, I need to study him more because he was injured last year and he was in and out, and that offense wasn't good enough, you know. And do they have enough of a running game? Can they run the football effectively? I think it'll be a hard game against San Francisco's front. That San Francisco defense could be the best in football this year. They could be. They're going to be they ridiculous. Be. 
They're going to be they're fast. Really, really, they're yeah, fast. They're they, they understand the scheme. They they take the line of scrimmage. That you know they 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 know how to play what they're playing. And I think D'Amico Ryan's has done a good job of changing up a little bit. You know the jet scheme that that Salai's running. I asked somebody today. I said, "Are they playing their cover three, Pete Carroll?" And the guy said to me, "No, I think they're going to play a lot more cover one from press. We'll see how that holds up. But they're going to play their eight-man front. See if they play cover one, what we call one funnel, one rat. Keep a guy in the middle of the field all the time, and that allows that that Sauce Gardner to play on the outside and see if he can win against man-to-man coverage." We know the quarterback battle in Pittsburgh, but there's a backup quarterback battle going on in Detroit. Do you feel like tonight? Pittsburgh laying six and a half is a little too heavy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I mean, look, the the one thing about the one thing about the Lions is, I mean, he's going to demand that they play well, right? I mean, they're all <laughs> fighting, and I think you know that the, there is that sense of, and this is the end of, I think this is the end of hard knocks. So you know, we're going to get a good thriller coming off out of there. You know, I think we'll, I think they'll all play. I think, look, you know, other than. And, and it's probably smart for Campbell to play the backup quarterback, whether it's Boyle or whether it's Blau, in this situation where he gets the offensive line and he gets the skill so they can adequately evaluate them. The problem is, to me, is I don't think either one gets cut because you really need three nowadays. Because if you lose one, you're in trouble because it's hard to get other guys off the practice. It's hard to get other guys on your team. Michael, it is good the show's over because to quote Tom Brady, I'm a 44 year old man and I got a lot of S go- I got a lot of S going on today. <laughs> what are I'm you, sure you do. You, I'm sure what you are do. You, so do I. What I are you, go- you going to do? I'm going to go. I got to write some parts of my book. I've got to watch a little college. I got to watch some pro tape today. I got to watch a little college tape. I'm, I'm busy. I love it. And you, it's awesome. you neglected to mention another birthday party for another birthday. And I got a party to celebrate. I got to probably have to make drinks. I got to do his dish. I got to do everything. You know, he's the casino host of our families. Have a great day, Michael. I'll see you tomorrow. You too, Patrick. Okay. Femi and James next. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.